Welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. We are sorry we have been MIA, but uh, we've been going to a lot of cons lately, and this weekend was no different. Uh, maybe about a week ago, I saw an email that Mr. Clark, i.e. the actor Randy Havens, was going to be appearing at a con in Pensacola, Florida called Pensacon. And I thought, you know, Florida's not that far from Georgia. So I looked up the con's website, and we saw that not only was Mr. Clark going to be there, but also Agent Connie Francis, our favorite Lucas, a.k.a. Caleb, Caleb. and... Who else? Glenn Allen. She plays Nicole. Yeah. So maybe Thursday I started really thinking, maybe Tori and I should go to this. I don't know. Maybe we should go. I wish I'd known about it sooner. And then Friday it was like, we're going. Yeah, it's happening. (laughs) So um, my phone was dead. My service engine light was on my car. I hadn't deposited any checks. So Saturday it was like, all right, we got a plan. We got to pack. We got to get money. We got to purchase tickets. Very last minute trip. Yeah, because we thought, you know, we've been to a couple cons now. We've been to Spooky Empire, and then we went to um, Day of the Dead, or Days of the Dead, and we'd seen the kids, but, you know, we never saw Mr. Clark, Clark. Agent Connie Francis, or any of the teenagers, so Nicole was there, and, you know, we love seeing Caleb. He's always just, like, the cutest and the best. Yeah. So, um, we packed up our car, we got up Sunday morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, and we drove... Five hours to Pensacola, Florida, which is interesting because they are on Central Time. So we got there at 10.45 and we thought we were late. And it was 9.45, so we were totally on time. And it was was great. Um, You know, we got in super quick. And here's a tip. If you go to cons, it seems like Sunday is the best day to go. It seems like everybody's already gotten their autographs and their pictures signed Friday Friday and Saturday. Because there was no lines. It's really smooth. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, We walked through a couple times and some of the cast hadn't shown up. So, you know, we went around and it was a great con. We saw um, Billy Zabka, a.k.a. Johnny from The Karate Kid, a.k.a the best villain from every 80s movie. Right. We saw, um, oh, we saw the actor that play Scotty yeah. from the original Star Trek. That was really neat. That was so cool. Uh, we saw, you know, tons of people. Sean Astin was there, and mm-hmm. he had a line that was just ridiculous through the roof. So we didn't see him this time, but, you know, we think when he comes out on Stranger Things Season 2, he'll probably pop up at some more events, and so we're, we're definitely going to try to see Hopefully. him. Oh, and we also saw Lita Ford. This has nothing to do with Stranger Things from the Runaways, um, and that was great. So we had just so much fun at this convention. It was really nice. One the best for sure. Yeah, it was really nice because it was easy to get into the lines. Um, we were super excited about um, meeting Agent uh, Connie Francis, who's played by Catherine Dyer, and also Mr. Clark, who's played by Randall Havens. Yeah, and it's neat because I work at a theater downtown, and it <laughs> turns out that Randy Havens knew me. He was like, "Hey, I know who you are. Let me know if you can't get in." And we were like, "What?" <laughs> so I'm totally best friends with Mr. Clark, you guys. And that's um, like not. That's like barely even a joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he's he's a really funny he's guy. He's Really cool. He's a funny guy. Um, and the same with Catherine. She's oh, nice. She's so nice. We told her that we were friends with Barb's mom, Cynthia Barrett, and she was like, oh, great. I do acting classes in Atlanta. You guys should come down. So Tori's going to talk with her. Yep. Uh, we didn't go through Caleb's line again because we've seen him a couple times, and it's really funny. If you look on Caleb's Instagram, he posted a video of um, maybe like 11-year-old, 12-year-old little girl waiting in the line. She sees him. She freaks out, and we were standing right behind, and we're in the video, but this little girl was hyperventilating. She was the most excited I think and I've seen. And we had seen. multiple people message us that they saw us in the back. Like, I even had some of my friends who don't watch Stranger Things message me and be like, I see you on the back of this video. And I'm like, oh my god. We were just there. We were just watching because we were like, it's, it's so sweet. so sweet. He, he was like, I don't know what to do. But he hugged 
shoulder and he's like, it's okay, it's okay, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I love you. It was great. Um, <laughs> and then we saw Glenn Allen and we didn't know if we should wait in line because, you know, it's limited money and you just never know. But we, yeah. we were like, you know what? She's in Stranger Things. She's one of the teens. We've never met her. And I'm so glad we went over there. She is so ridiculously nice. Yeah. Don't like, let her character ev- Nicole Exactly. You. If you ever get the chance to meet her, like, no joke, like, go up to her line. She will sit there and talk to you. Like, she's so nice. Yeah, and she took um, selfies with us maybe, like, 20 until we got a picture <laughs> that we wanted. I think her mom, I think it was her mom it was. was there. And her mom was t- giving, because we mentioned Tori has tried in the past to get, um, you know, be an extra. And so her mom and Glen Ellen were like, well, let me give you tips. This is the kind of headshots that you need. And the best part was when we were walking away, she said, oh, wait a minute. What was your name again to Tori? And Tori was like, what? And she was like, what was your name? And Tori said, Tori. She said, I need your first and last name. And she said, Tori. Jackson and she was okay I'm gonna tell the casting agents to look out for your name the next time you turn your headshots in so my heart stopped I was like you're on Stranger Things what like how is this possible so now Tori is also totally best friends with Glenn yeah, Ellen guys best friends. just so you know her hair is beautiful if you ever meet her try to touch it I didn't get to um she said she gets beautiful. Rec- yeah she said she gets recognized on the street all the time for and she sure. thinks it's mainly her hair She's oh yeah like, I think it's my hair I, I probably wouldn't recognize Natalia on the street but I would definitely recognize her and you may be thinking to yourself I don't want to listen to this panel discussion with adults. There's no Mike. There's no Eleven. There's, there's no Caleb. Will. There's Caleb, and he's super cute. But not only that, we're gonna give you one little tidbit that makes listening to this panel worthwhile. Glenn Ellen tells us a secret that she was actually initially auditioned and read to play the role of Barb, which we, everyone in the audience was like, oh, "What?" So definitely listen to the panel. It was great. Pencilicon was great. So good. Catherine was great. Randy was great. Glenn Ellen was great. Caleb is always great. For sure. Um, it's a great show and it's just really nice to know that all the people involved with it so far that we've met has seemed to be pretty awesome. Also, um, Glenn Ellen told me that Joe Carey is like wonderful in real life and I'm really happy about that. Oh yeah, and I also at my theater, I met the actor who plays the movie theater owner, Charles Green, and he'd been at my theater for a month performing in a play and I was watching Stranger Things and I was... I, I thought, that looks like Charles from my play. And I went down and, and I said, Charles, are you in Stranger Things? And he was like, totally. And I freaked out on him. And he's actually going to sit down and do an interview, guys. And oh, he's so going to tell us about um, meeting with the Duffer Brothers and what the audition was like. So we're really excited about that. He also said, Joe Keery is a sweetheart. <sighs> so Tori was excited. Anyway, um, that was just some extra info. Here is the Pensacon Q&A. It's pretty long, but it is well worth it. It's great, and we recorded the entire thing for you in full because they said it was fine. So we enjoyed it a lot, and we hope you enjoy it too. Thanks. Stay strange. Papa. Pudding. Great folks, I got a chance to meet everybody. I want to let you know, we will be taking questions from uh, the audience after just a few minutes. There are microphones on either side, so if you'd like to go ahead and start lining up, we'll start with a few questions from me, and then we'll turn it over to you guys. There's a lot of you. I'm sure you've all got great questions, and we want to hear from them. Uh, so we are going to get started. First up to the table, we have Asia Connie herself, Catherine Dyer. Woo! <laughs> okay, next up to the table. 
everyone's favorite science teacher and AV Club sponsor, Red Haven. Hey guys. I'll back up here. Hi. Okay, you may, may kind of love to hate Nicole and the show, but I promise you, you're not going to hate Glenn Allen Anderson. Slow go, give her a big hand. Wow, the last time I was here, I was 11 years old, dudes. This is crazy. So, so wait, your brother is cosplaying 11? He's 11, everybody give it up a Last but not least, everybody give a big warm welcome to Lucas, Kayla McLaughlin! What's up, guys? Guys, you have a few fans. Yeah, no. Just, just one or two. Well, I think this speaks, this, this turnout's the biggest one I've seen in this uh, theater throughout the weekend. Oh, wow. I think it speaks to, to what, what you guys captured with this show. Did any of you expect this when you were casting this series? No, not at all. Nope. <laughs> just another job. <laughs> <laughs> really? It was, it was just another job. It was when Stephen King tweeted about it before the show premiered that I realized, oh my word, we must be onto something really big. But I didn't know it was gonna be this big. <laughs> yeah, it's just a blessing to be a part of a good show like this, because not every show comes out and comes out at the right time and, be, and become successful and great as this show, so I'm just blessed to be part of this. Event. It was the perfect storm of so many things. It really was. It was, I mean, you know, it, it was really great as we were all on set making it happen and it was, you know, we, we got to watch it come to life and I knew it would be something very remarkably special but I don't think any of us saw this coming. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And I remember being over at some friend's place um, and I remember I checked my Twitter and I'm like, so uh, Stephen King really liked yeah. the show, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's chill though. <laughs> it was great, it was crazy. Well, that's got to mean something special because obviously Stephen King is one of the big influences on this show. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, I think you, we can see the influences. There's a lot of Stephen King, a lot of Steven Spielberg, a lot of John Carpenter. What, did you guys see those, those kinds of illusions when you read the script or did it, was it something you came to understand as it went on? Uh, yeah, no, I knew because I, I grew up on all that stuff. Um, so reading the script, you know, I went to the Duffer Brothers after the first table read, and I was like, this is like all of my favorite things from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, we know we're ripping off a lot of people. <laughs> but they're not, they're paying homage. They did a really good job of, of making Stranger Things their own, but giving it like these, like, these familiar flavors. Um, so yeah, I think the influences are great, and they're just like across the board. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a YouTube video where somebody took all these scenes from these classic 80s movies and showed you scenes from Stranger Things, and it was like, oh wow, like that's totally that shot. The Duffer Brothers are just so smart. They just have like a like just a complete knowledge of 80s cinema. It's, it's, it's really great. They, they did their research. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> did, uh, do you think that that nostalgia is a big part of the why there's all these people here today? No, not at all. I mean, look, at the, <laughs> look at the young fans this show has. They can't be nostalgic it's, for the 80s. It's true. This show spanned 
kids are getting fan base is yeah. at all ages. I mean, we've seen little tiny kids coming up to our tables at, at the con, and you know, grandparents are turning their grandkids mm -hmm. onto this show, and vice versa. It's just remarkable. The love story to the 80s. Yeah. yeah. I think there's yeah. something in it for everybody. I think there's, there is the nostalgia factor, and I think a, um, a lot of people connect to that. A lot of the older uh, fans, and the younger fans, just connect with the storytelling. And, uh, just the interesting ways that the Duffer Brothers bring all these great characters mm -hmm. together. And it's really, really cool to see um, that there is such a wide variety as far as age range with this show. I mean, really, there's no one, even if you're not like, oh yeah, I love sci-fi, or like, I'm really into a lot of 80s films, I mean, it just touches everybody, which is, that's when you know you have something really, really great, and I think Matt and Ross did an amazing job with that. Yeah, absolutely. And they're kids. They're 30 days. <laughs> I say kids, okay. I mean, they are, they are adult men. They are full They're adults. <laughs> Caleb, you and, uh, you and the three other guys and, yes. and Eleven, of course, were such a tight-knit group of friends. Did that translate off-screen? Yes, definitely. Well, that's how, like, it, the chemistry on-screen looks so real because we were just great friends off-screen. We always play around. Uh, play pranks with each other, especially during a scene. Gayden, who plays Dustin, oh my gosh, she's the master. <laughs> right before a scene, he'll make like a face with like, me. And then like, it's serious, and then I'm like, really, you just leave me right there? <laughs> and I'm like, and then, and then 11, <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, look, do you remember the Nilla Wafers scene? Oh my gosh, it took us like, so um, many takes. Like so Finn, takes. Finn plays Mike. Uh, you know how Gabe eats Nilla wafers um, during Will's funeral? Like, when we're talking to Mr. Clark, he's like, oh, man, he's not real Nilla wafers. Finn's like, <laughs> and then he does it again and again, he keeps laughing. It's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's hard to keep a straight face yeah. when you're doing a scene with Gaten. Especially when the Duffer Brothers are like, stick more cookies in your mouth. I like, know! <laughs> Duffers, less cookies. And then Gaten crunches them. Um, and then like, he's like... <coughs> oh man, he's my little new And he just looks at him, this is so funny. <laughs> Thanks Gaten. <laughs> How much money we've spent just on Gaten cracking everybody up? I don't know. <laughs> How much overtime we've had to pay? We can't keep a straight face around Gaten. Uh, could you each talk a little bit about your audition process for getting these roles? We can start on you, Catherine. Um, it was, well, actually, the call was for a redhead, and I wasn't going to go out for it. And I thought, well, obviously, they want a redhead. Why should I? audition for it. And my husband, who's up there, who's also an actor. There he is. Hi, husband. Hello. He's on the, he's on the Vampire Diaries, actually. Nice. He plays only in his father. There you go. Um, He'll be at our table. <laughs> Jason said, just audition for it. You know, they might change them around. So I auditioned and, um, it was a several months long process. I sort of had to jump through a lot of hoops, and I finally I got a call back and met with the uh, LA casting. And as I was leaving, the Atlanta casting said, "You're the only one they're looking at." I 
would don't say that to me. That's a kiss of death to an actor. <laughs> because that means the person, someone else is going to walk in and steal this role. Um, and then finally, I booked it. This, you know, this show. I didn't know what it was, of course. Um, and I was only booked for two episodes, and then I was subsequently written into three more. Because I was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, uh, originally cast for a different character in the show, uh, and that character got cut during pre-production, so I thought I was out of a job. Um, and uh, then sort of last minute, like just a few days before the table reading, they called me up and they were like, they want you for Mr. Clark. So. Well, I'm glad you got Mr. Clark. Me too. Shoosh! You're an amazing science. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It was, uh, I think it was, the casting for this entire thing was probably one of the most memorable parts of this entire experience for me. Um, you know, I was, I was auditioning left and right, um, and this was actually before I moved out to Los Angeles, and uh, so I was mainly auditioning in Atlanta, and at some point, um, my management, they were like, hey, uh, there's an untitled Duffer Brothers project, and I'm like, and um, so they, they had me audition. Originally, most people don't know this, but they had me read two or three times for Barb first. And that was really something interesting. So they had me read a couple of times, and I didn't hear back for a little while. And eventually, um, they said, we would like for you to read for another role. And it's a way, it's a meaner role. And they had me read for Carol. And so um, I was like, all right, that's, that's fun. It's totally different. Um, complete 180, and read for her, and again, didn't hear back for a while, but something about this, this script intrigued me, and it's very, you know, normally when I get auditions, I'm like, okay, learn it, you know, dive into it, and then when it's done, just forget about it, and just let it go and move on, but something about the script really, really fascinated me. Um, so when my agent called and said, hey, you booked it, I flipped out, but then of course I'm like, okay, so which role? She's like, neither. Neither role, no, nothing, nothing at all. I was like, oh, okay. And so they uh, they cast me as Nicole and kind of added her into the story. And so she just became this little last minute addition, which thrilled me. I was thrilled to be a part of it. Really exciting process for me. My turn. I have a long story, so I'm just gonna make it a little short. So. The summer of the No, but um so my mom was like, hey can we got this audition for a show called Montauk. Right. At first it was called Montauk, but um, I was like, oh, okay, it's like they had this little clip so, like from different eighties um, A movies like Goonies on um, uh, what, uh, 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 <laughs> E.T., e all of those good movies, and they put a clip together to get the feel of what the show would be like. They gave me some sides, uh, and I auditioned with those, I did a self-tape about two, and then I went into New York City to do about five auditions, but not that same day, like in weeks time. And then I got a call, to go out to LA to meet with the Duffer Brothers. Actually, I Skyped with them, talked to them a little bit. They were really cool. Uh, and then I met Finn, who plays Mike, and I already knew Gabe before then because we both were on Broadway together. Uh, well, not together, but he was in Lincoln's and I was in The Lion King. Nice. And uh, 
So, yes, and I met Noah. So we, I did uh, the lines with Finn, and we went through it. It was really good. Uh, the chemistry was there, and we only knew each other one day. So I, I, at that moment, I realized that I, I, I think I got it because they were like, all right, see you soon. Oh. Like, see you soon? Yeah, man. I was like, all right, all right. Because sometimes directors jinx you. Like, you think you're going to get it, and then you don't. Because sometimes we're like, yeah, man, see you next time. All right, great. And then you never get it, and then you see the other kid on TV. But then you're happy for him, but then you're happy for him. It's true. And then the end of the uh, end of the day, they're like, "Hey, we should do a handshake after every um, after every uh, day we film." I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" They're like, "Yeah, when you come, when we start filming." I'm like, uh, "Please don't do this to me." <laughs> but then uh, I ended up getting it, so yeah. We'll start taking questions after this next one, so if anybody has questions, if you'd like to line up with the microphones on either side, we'll get to you in just a moment. Uh, before we do that, uh, obviously this has changed everyone's lives. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. I have, um, I've got a new manager, a big management company that is uh, working with me in LA, and I now have an apartment in LA, so I'm out there currently for pilot season. Um, and I've been, I've just booked uh, a role on a film called I, Tanya. Many of you will remember Tanya Harding. Yes. yes. I am not playing Tanya Harding. <laughs> uh, I'm playing a, a CBS sports reporter. And I have an episode of uh, Sleepy Hollow that's airing, I think, this week or next week. It's called Insatiable. There's a very interesting transformation in that show with me, so it'll be fun. Yeah. Yes. So I'm auditioning for pilot season, and I'm here. These conventions have been awesome, and this, I must say, is the best one. You guys have all been so friendly and so supportive, and who said that to me? But not, but the, the uh, organizers and the volunteers have been amazing, just amazing, really. Uh, yeah, look forward to the next volunteers, year. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot more Twitter followers now. <laughs> he has 20,000 Twitter followers. Woo! That's like nothing in the grand scheme. And you know what? I have 700. If these guys follow, I'll follow me from like all of their like accounts. I'll have like a million. Okay, then you can follow me too, so I can have 900. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, I'm able to get like my, my foot a lot of doors with casting directors and directors now who like, you know, know who I am. I, I just met uh, Daniel and Ellie from Game of Thrones on Friday. And I fangirled so hard. <laughs> and but then they fangirled so hard. Um, I was like, oh my god, they know who I am. He was blushing. Yeah, it was, was super blushing. Uh, so yeah, it's a little, it, it's, you know, sometimes it still doesn't feel real that like there are like people that I'm huge fans of that are also like fans of me, which is crazy. It's crazy. Nina from um, The Vampire Diaries. She was there? She, 
Jason introduced of me, me to me. We went to their, uh, their, uh, yeah. she <laughs> is she married? Uh, <laughs> what's what's, her, what, what's her relationship chip Jason? She did the same thing, and Jason introduced us, and she went, Oh my gosh, you're from Stranger Things! I need to get a selfie! I'm like, what? Wait, you I need to get a selfie with me? Yeah. It's It's honestly completely been amazing to see what it's done for me. It, um, it's, uh, I don't think Nina is a fan of me, but that's okay, Randy. That's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but it's, no, it's been really awesome to see how much has happened because let's be real, my, I think in the show, I pretty much just say, hey, to Jonathan when I rat him out in the room and then I do a lot of this face. It's <laughs> pretty much it, but it's, you know, and somehow that role has gotten so hated by the fans, and, but it, I love that feeling. I wouldn't like, know what that's like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're a sweetheart on the show. What are you talking about? No, it's awesome. It's fun. I think uh, one person, he was dressed up as Indiana Jones, which like had me so happy. And I looked at him at my table yesterday. I'm like, dude, look like, great cosplay. This is awesome. And he's like, oh, you're the butthead on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, man, I'm guessing no picture. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it's so fun. It's really, really fun to do that. And I, I love playing mean roles growing up. And like Randy said, I think um, for me, it's been awesome going to auditions out in LA and having the casting directors already having seen me on television. They're like, hey, we, we saw you on Stranger Things, we love the show. And that's, that's just a cool feeling. Um, and I, I think it's my hair that gets me noticed on the streets from time to time, <laughs> it's only the hair. Um, but it's completely humbling to me and it's been really, really life-changing for me. I actually booked this show during probably one of the most difficult trying times during my short little 22 years on this earth. But, um, but still, we all have that little, that point in our lives. And so this really was coming out of a rut, getting this show for me. Um, and it's just been a remarkable experience. I'm very, very grateful to have been a part of the show. And uh, I'm very excited to see where it continues to go. How has this changed your life? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it was just so much, I just forgot. Um, well, people come up to me saying my, my full name. Like, once, well, like, the first person, well, like, I was walking down the street in LA, someone came up to me and said, hey, are you Caleb Reginald McLaughlin? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Can I take a picture? I'm like, yeah, man, sure. <laughs> it was just so cool. Um, people crying over me. <laughs> it's cool. And then, um, what else? Oh, it's been a lot. And then people, you guys coming and cheering me on when I came on stage, that was just so cool. And all the support and then the followers. On Instagram, I'm like 900,000. Almost at a million, yes, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> everybody here, I'm a loser. You'll have a million by the end of the just being able to get, being able to get the opportunity to do things, meet certain celebrities, go to award shows, and uh, winning award shows with my amazing cast members. So, yeah, yeah, definitely.
before we start taking questions, let's get Catherine's Twitter followers up. What's your, what's your Twitter handle, Catherine? At the real cat dyer. There you go, everybody follow -E <laughs> We'll start with the gentleman over here. Can y'all give us some more embarrassing stories of, of on set? <laughs> I got one. I got one about Caleb, actually. Oh! Wait, okay, hold on. Time out. <laughs> no, no, it's not embarrassing to you at all. Caleb is his own publicist. He's like, is this, uh, is this a cool thing to talk about? <laughs> um, so, uh, in the scene, uh, in the, it's like, I find the kids like trying to break into the uh, AD room. It's when they bring Eleven to the school. Um, and so in the script, it's like, Mr. Clark has been crying. It's like, cool, all right, all right, you're ready for this. I'm just gonna go into a dark room, put on some sad music, and get some tears out. <laughs> so I'm doing this for like hours. <laughs> I'm talking to the kids about it, and Caleb goes, oh, crying, is that like hard for you? And I'm like, yeah, it's a little hard. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> looks at me like right in the eye, and then like tears. <laughs> Gentlemen on the side, please. All right. Oh, oh wait, have you guys not? Have any I, I have one, and it's very, very small. I remember I, um, I got really hungry on set, which what else is new? But you know, I got, I got really hungry, and I ran to craft service and grabbed a tiny little yogurt bottle because that was about all I had time for, and I didn't even have time for that. So I'm like, I got the yogurt bottle, and they're like, okay, rolling. I'm like, oh my god, and I had my purse, and I looked at Chester, I'm like, I can't. And I'm like, we're like stuffing it like so. I'm pretty sure on payroll they've got like us trying to fit it into my purse. But and then and I'm just like trying to get the yogurt. So in that scene in episode six, there's a yogurt bottle in my purse at all times. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a great day. <laughs> okay, we'll go over here first. All right. So my question uh, pertains to Dungeons and Dragons. I was playing D and D last night with my buddies, Woo! and so I was wondering. Um, I saw that you uh, kids playing D and D. So I was wondering, what would your D&D character be, what class would they be, and what would your name be? And this also goes for the rest of you guys. What would you be? Well, <laughs> I only know that I, I, I was a knight, so, because Lucas is very charming. Okay. So. <laughs> but no, um, I don't really know how to play D&D that much. I only, only knew how to play just enough, so because we didn't have time, actually, but uh, so I don't know. What's the, like, a rogue? That's the idea. A rogue, yeah. I, I, I like to pick locks and steal stuff. It's a knock, much like, like in real life, I want to see what you got. But in D&D, &D, I would be, like, legit bad. That's funny. I, I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, I know the game, but I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. What would I be? Like a veterinarian. What would I be? A priest? A healer. I was thinking again. Oh, I can heal. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I have no idea. <laughs> You'd be a bard. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I'd be a bard. <laughs> We're going to go with that. I need to really, really 
learn some D&D stuff. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I feel really bad that I don't know. I'm so sorry. Like, next time, a Comic-Con, I'm not going to guarantee, but I, hopefully I will learn D&D and I will master it. Eleven, do you have a question? <laughs> Eleven, you're a little tall. Eleven grew up a little bit. Um, masculine? Wow, your, your voice. <laughs> what happened, man? I apologize, I lost my voice yesterday, so I look like Eleven, but I sound like Batman. I'm Eleven. I've got one small question and one for the rest. Well, my one small question is for Caleb. How long did you and uh, Millie and Gaten practice your Emmy routine. My, oh! What's the, the dance or the singing, which one? The dance, for sure the dance. Uh, well, I'm a dancer, so it took me a few seconds. So, Gaten and Millie, it took the night of the show. So that was just the next day, so they did pretty good. Yeah. Mad respect, mad respect. As a fellow user, I respect it. You know. My one question for the whole cast has got to be, for my sister, you know, we were kind of in the same house when she was filming that audition. Yeah. We were <laughs> in front of my closet door. Yeah. <laughs> for her, that was a huge experience to have that just suddenly go from closet door audition to I'm on Netflix. And I guess I kind of spoiled your answer, but for the other three of you, what was your first experience where that just happened? Where you transitioned from this is it to now you're a star? I don't know if I can think of myself as a star, but... Woo! Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. I mean, it was, it was really exciting. It was really, I think when, after the show premiered and that was the transition, after we saw what happened with yeah. it, it was a little, you know, it took my breath away a little bit. And the same thing going into auditions and they already know who I am. That's nice. That's real nice as an, as an actor. Um, and, and the Duffel Brothers were, were very, well, they were thrilled, I think, with all of us with every one of us, the work we did. I, I, there wasn't a weak link in the bunch, in the whole series. Um, it's kind of not answering your question, is it? It's all right. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, especially for like, Catherine and myself, we've been doing this for a long time. And so we've done a lot of things. <laughs> Where's your tape? It's, it's falling. Uh, so yeah, we've been, we've been at this for a while, and you know, we've done a lot of projects that no one's ever seen, or that few people have ever seen. I did a series for AMC called Halt and Catch Fire, which... Hey! Nice show! That's, those are the only people that have ever seen it. Yeah, those 12 people are the only people that have seen Halt and Catch Fire. Um, so to do, you know, like, to work on projects that I was, like, really proud of, that you know, never got saw. I was just like, oh, well, this is just the life of an actor. And then you do stranger things, which of course I'm very proud of. And I thought it was so cool. Um, just reading the scripts, I thought it was cool. And, but then to see the way that people reacted to it was just like, oh, everybody thinks this show is as cool as I do. Um, and that's, that was, uh, that really warmed my heart. Yeah. Mine was when I got called about 10. <laughs> <laughs>
I want to call myself a star. Uh, I would just. What was, it, what was your question like? I remember it was something about Star. Like, well, what was the first project that, that took you to where you are now? Well, Stranger Things, yeah. But, um, like, like it's, it's hard to explain. I don't want to word it wrong. Like, because you can do this, I can do Stranger Things and not get anything ever in my life. And then later in my life, no one would know who I am. And I'm just happy, I'm just blessed to have this opportunity, I guess, I'm a star. Oh, you know? I don't you're a star. You are a star. You're legit. You're legit. You are. You're legit. You're legit. You are. But, you know, the actual If I may, speaking to what you just said, the actor's life can be such that, yes, we can have this amazing success of the show, and then not book anything for six, eight months. So it is, it is an emotional roller coaster ride, the actor's life. But I think Caleb will be fine. <laughs> Thank you, y'all. Thank you so much. We'll get the gentleman over here, please. All right. I have a question for um, Caleb. All right, so as a kid growing up in like the 2000s, how difficult was it playing a kid like growing up in the 80s? Good question. Well, um, it wasn't that bad because I had like movies from the 80s to look at, like Goonies, E.T., yeah. and my father who grew up in the 80s. Say what's up, dad. So definitely like that definitely helped me out with music. I got into the feel of it, especially like my hair that I had a transform into Lucas and the clothing and then the duffers definitely helped me with it and the slang and just getting into the world. So that's uh, it wasn't too bad. It was actually pretty it was pretty fun. Yeah. And the, the camouflage bandana, that was your idea. Yeah, that was my idea, the camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go to the gentleman over here, please. Uh, yeah, have y'all ever thought about doing, like, being guests in, like, different YouTube channels, like Ga Game Grumps? Who? Game what? <laughs> yeah, Game Grumps. I, sorry, I can't, great Game Grumps? Yeah, Game Grumps. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Game Grumps either. Is that your channel? I never heard of game drops is like the best thing ever I remember. <laughs> no, um, I know uh, Mikey, I can't remember the name. Yeah, Finn. 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 Finn does a lot of games. I know he was I know he was on game drops, so I mean That's why he got just I've never done this. No one wants no one wants an old man playing video games on their lives. Man, what is this game? What is this Assassin's Creed? He's an assassin, why does he have a creed? <laughs> no, I love Assassin's Creed. I love gaming actually, but yeah, no, I'm old and boring, so no one wants to I love gaming. What's that? I love gaming. You love gaming? Me too. <laughs> Here, please. Hello, hello. Hi. 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 Uh, I have an opinion-based question for all of you. Mm. Okay, 
great. We all yeah. have babies. Um, <laughs> I was wondering, from the 70s and 80s, who were some of your favorite monster movies and villains? And favorite oh, cool. horror movies? Yes, for sure. All that. I mean, Michael Myers. <laughs> well, Michael Myers is like the best. Never talks, just like walks. <laughs> Kills babysitters. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Come on, Freddy Krueger is so good. Um, uh, who's the guy? Oh, I can't remember the actor's name. I'm gonna kick myself later. Uh, Real Genius. You ever seen that movie, Real Genius? Oh, yeah. The bad guy in that is like this evil like college professor. And yeah. He's so scummy. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> And then the uh, guy who was here, the, 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 the uh, uh, guy from Karate Kid. Oh, and Chainsaw Man. William Zapka. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, come on, that guy was like the best villain of the 80s in like multiple films. It was just like, oh wow, this guy is like great at being a total jerk. <laughs> I'm afraid I wasn't into the, those, that genre. It wasn't my cup of tea. Got <laughs> another question? My, it's not a monster, you know, Freddy Krueger and those things, they scared me to death. So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but E.T., I love, you know, I mean, I love these movies. I, I, I'm a horrible, I, I, I like the movies like The Breakfast Club, and that, but that's, that's my jam. Yeah. The yeah. Breakfast Club. The, the, the principal. Hey, the principal's a monster, exactly. Exactly, so I'm going with The Breakfast Club, that's gonna be my answer. I, I will say one of the scariest movies from that era is The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I got five minutes in and I stopped. The... <laughs> yeah. Still does, I still can't watch it. That was gonna be the movie that Mr. Clark and his date were watching. Oh, but we couldn't really? get the rights to it, yeah, so we did the thing and said, oh. we're gonna watch The Exorcist. I don't have one. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm 15. Oh my god, I'm so ancient. You're um, practically a grandfather. You know, I just, what? You're practically a grandfather. Yeah. No. Well, you're old. I'm old. You're a walker. I'm not a grandfather. No. You are. <laughs> no, but um, I just don't. I just never really was into scary movies. I, I just. Comedies and this high uplifting stuff. There's maybe some comedies here and there, but scary movies. I, I'm actually scared. <laughs> I like, uh, I'm not scared. I, like there was one movie I watched was called uh, Oh Boy. The, you know? Oh yeah. I, and like who's seen it? Who's seen it? Who's seen it? Yeah, yeah. And then um, he is in the walls and stuff. So I went to bed. My sister was like. Oh my gosh, something's in the walls. I'm like, no, there's nothing in the walls. Can you go to sleep? And I was in my bed like, okay. I hear something <laughs> in the I am not watching the movie again. And I put the covers over my head. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I'm not really into scary movies. I like scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen The Autopsy with Jane Doe? That movie's so scary. So Caleb, was the demo work an extra scary for you then, since you're not a demo scary movie? No. Well, no, because when, well, okay, when I first saw him, like, I didn't, I didn't see the outfit until we started filming, and he came out of nowhere, so it was kind of scary. And then, when we finished the scene, his name was Mark, the guy who played, and then he took off his mask. 
oh, it's so hot in there. Oh, you're so I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, Kim, how you doing? And so it was to make me feel better about myself. Yeah. I wasn't a punk after that. Oh, oh cool. No. <laughs> we're running short on time, so we'll try to get to as many of you as we can, but we're going to go to the gentleman here next. Uh, what was your favorite scene in the film from season one? As much as I loved my first scene, because I knew, if you all remember, Benny. Benny. Oh, well. Benny had good go. I did love that scene, but my favorite scene was with the teacher. I loved that scene. It was so beautifully written, and as an actor, I completed my mission because at the end of that scene, I got him. He bought what I was selling, and, and I did my job. And he was great. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I have two favorite scenes. That's definitely one of them. Uh, I love that dynamic in that scene. And uh, Catherine and I and the Duffer Brothers worked really hard to find like the right tone um, to get that scene just right. Because of course, Mr. Clark doesn't know what's going on. I mean, I, Randy does, because I you know, can read. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so for, for us to sort of find that balance of like sort of Mr. Clark just wanting to like, ah, oh, I do something cool for my kids. And, 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 and Catherine's like evil, but her like mask evil, you know. What was that skirt? Did it have like poodles on it? What did it have on it? It was, it was green uh, corduroy to the middle of my, went down to the middle of my shin. It was elastic waist, it was all, all, had little Scotty dogs on it. Scotty dogs, yeah. <laughs> Scotty dogs on her skirt, it's brilliant. Um, and after we interject, um, after, we do the scene and they call cut. Some of the uh, crew would go, oh, she's evil. <laughs> oh. That's gotta be a good view. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, uh, the paper plate scene at the uh, funeral um, is my other favorite. That's the... Uh, Help us. That was the scene I officially with and it was my last day of filming. So I got to have come kind of full circle with that scene. Awesome. Um, my, I, I loved, I loved uh, the scene that the very first scene I ever shot was um, episode three. Whenever we're um, riding out Jonathan, we're breaking his camera, um, and, and I loved that. And I loved doing the scene with Charlie in the red room, um, even though it was super brief. Sean Levi, it was really, really great to work with him. Um, but episode six, uh, when we are in the alleyway and we're running away from the cops, I would have to say that was my favorite because we. And we were just running, and at one point I almost like tripped and totally like went straight into the concrete. And, and I think it was great, like watching Joe and and, and uh, Chester run around the corner, just like like almost dying completely. Um, and it was really fun to see the improv with that. So that was definitely my favorite scene to shoot. Um, my favorite scene was the scene where I was flown back. That was awesome. I, I did all my I did all of my stunts. So. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, there was so much fun because we had to do different shots. It was like six different shots. It was a few outside, a few inside. It was like green screen. I was on a harness. They they threw me. Well, like motored me across the room like it was like a motor. It was like and I was like what? and um they threw me on the ground outside. Uh 
What else? They dragged me across the floor. Yeah, I know. And it was freezing. That's the one thing I hated about it. It was just freezing outside. It was brutal. It was like negative 20 degrees. So. Uh, it, that's freezing. It wasn't even that cold. It felt like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was, that was my favorite scene to film. This one's for Caleb. My friend was cast as a lead role in a play here, and she wanted to know how you prepared yourself for your first opening night on Broadway. That's a good question. Thank you. Um, well. I, I became, I, that night, I was, I, well, Simba was, Simba on Broadway, I was Simba on Broadway, I think you know that, and I just, that day, I just got into Simba, I was just jolly, had to be the eight-year-old that I had to be, uh, I was just talking like him, and just got into it, like, it's just, you know, when you get into a character, it's just so hard to explain because when you become in, it's like you don't realize how, how you do it, you know? And uh, it's so hard, I don't know. Uh, but you got, you got I think prayer definitely, huh? You got good instinct. Yes, definitely. And then the prayer definitely helped with me uh, just yeah, and then also people around me that just gave me the uh, the help and the the support, so that made me feel good. And then just the surroundings and the scenery on stage just helped me because Simba, I mean, Lion King is taking took in place in Africa, so I felt like I was in Africa when I was on stage. And people get really nervous on stage. Like I got really nervous off stage, so you just have to breathe and just think to yourself, like you got this. Don't think anything like, oh, I'm gonna mess up. Oh, crap, I'm gonna fall on that line. Oh, crap, you just keep going and just think greatness. So that's, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that we can't say anything about season two, but we do wanna make sure people know that it will debut on Halloween, which is Gwen Allen's birthday. Sean Aston and Paul Reiser are coming to the series this year, and I won't ask you guys anything about that because I know you can't say it. Uh, guys, I'm sorry we were out of time, but thanks so much. I hope oh. you've enjoyed the panel. Please give a big hand for Kevin. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts.